I'm Dr. Pete Economo, the East Coast psychologist. And I'm Dr. Nikki Rubin, the West Coast psychologist. And this is When East Meets West. Pete, today we're going to be talking about two covert behaviors that everybody does, worry and rumination. Are you excited? Well, I mean, you start right away with like the behavioral definition. <laughs> overt behaviors. Yes, I'm, uh, well. Well, these are all, covert. These are covert. What did I just say? You said overt. Oh, my bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yes, these covert behaviors of worry and rumination because all of us do it. We Don't all we? do it. No, yeah, we all, well. If you're a human who doesn't. No, because we all, um, we all have language and we all try to use that language to figure things out that can't be figured out. So that's, that's really the problem here. And I know we've talked about worry and rumination in other episodes. Like we talked about it. Um, I believe in our controller control and behavior episode, uh, yeah. last season. Um, and you know, we talked about anxiety and uncertainty, uh, we've talked about it, but I just really thought, I think we got to dive in and really clarify what these are because, you know, one, a lot of people I work with don't, um, they don't know the difference between the two of them. Um, and two, if you don't know what they are, it's like, they're, it's harder to catch, right? Like, cause we can't see them. They're invisible behaviors. Yeah. And, and well, you know, I like my definitions. I know. Yep. I do. Okay. So You're quickly, jump, jump in? Okay, just quickly worry, okay. uh, give way to anxiety or unease allows one's mind to dwell on difficulty or troubles. Oh, you know, I, I don't I, like that. Oh, I, I hate it. I, hate I know. It. Yeah. And then rumination. <laughs> I know you did already. <laughs> and then rumination, a deep or considered thought about something. Oh, so inaccurate. <laughs> <laughs> Break it down, Dr. Rubin. Who, who, who's that? Webster? Who said yep. that? Okay. Oxford and Webster. Oh, yeah. well, they need to consult with some psychologists they before sure they do. try to do some definition. Okay. So well, let's, let's start with, um, just a brief review of overt versus covert behaviors, That's smart, right? Yeah, right. Yeah. Let's yeah. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> so, uh, so overt behaviors, if our listeners recall from previous episodes are behaviors that basically other people can see you doing. So they're mm-hmm. observ- observable. So if you're walking, that's an overt behavior. If you're chewing Oreos. <laughs> you're ch- ch- chewing or eating them you're just I, chewing them. <laughs> I blended <laughs> chewing gum with eating oreos but i was ima- imagining you just like sucking on an oreo i, I do little- savor an oreo you- <laughs> <laughs> also that you know uh pete savoring an oreo over behavior that's there it right is. you're welcome yeah so so basically anything that you can see that's visible is an overt mm-hmm. behavior yeah but what most of us are uh, not accustomed to identifying are what we call in behaviorism, a covert behaviors. And yeah. covert behaviors are behaviors that you're doing inside of your body that no one can see you doing. And we do covert behaviors all the time. So um, thinking is a covert behavior. Uh, pushing a thought away is a covert behavior. Practicing being mindful is a covert behavior. Yes. And fantasizing or imagining are covert behaviors. Any other ones you'd throw in there before I get to worry and rumination? I do, well, there's just no. I mean, I because I was also thinking like your heartbeat or you know sometimes even breathing. Like there's a lot of things that happen. Is what the point is? There's a lot of things that happen that people don't know because it's a really busy human experience. Totally. Right. Yes. And I think, and, and some of those things, like even like your heartbeat, we would call it like that, that is, I mean, it's something happening as a behavior, but it's an involuntary behavior, right? Yes. Like we're not yeah. choosing it. And so the ones that we're talking about in behaviorism um, and covert behaviors are the ones that we, we are doing, we control, right. we have control over them. We I don't like that word. Them or not. 
I don't oh, like yeah, that word. Oh, yeah, you don't word. like that word. You don't. manage. You like the word manage. <laughs> okay, so how about choose? <laughs> choose. Choose. The ones that should behaviors you choose to do, right? Well, but I also don't think we can choose to think or not think. I mean, oh, I can't. That's, that's fair. Oh, well, the laha. Yes. Well, see, ah. <laughs> well, we can choose to interact with what our mind is doing. So there's there's Amen. a both, right? It's yeah. always a both. Well, because actually we could even say that about the heartbeat, right? Like we don't choose what our heart does, but we can interact with it in a way that yeah. can slow the heart rate down or increase it. So you're welcome. Yeah. Thank you. No, that is. Serve that to you. Yeah. So you sure did. <laughs> Spike that football. Uh, <laughs> all right. So let's, uh, so let's get in specifically to worry and behavior. And yeah. <laughs> the definitions, I, this is an episode where we're talking about not liking things very much. That's okay. Just, That's yeah. A- it's okay. You know, I just, well, just we, well, you haven't said how much you don't like the brain yet. But you'll no, get no, there. But was, no, but, I, no, <laughs> but you always I was, correct me. I know. No, no and I, was, I love it. I just what I don't like is that people put it on a pedestal. That's, That's right. what I don't like. Right? <laughs> like brain, it's just it's just tissue in there. So anyway, That's okay. It. So worry behavior is is the type of behavior we do when we're trying to figure out what is going to happen in the future. That's yes. what it is. I tell patients um, it's uh, better. It, it really should be named fake problem solving. <laughs> <laughs> Right. Cause like it is. Cause, so another way to identify it. And most people, if they're going like, huh, how do I know if it's a worry? Yeah. If you start the sentence with what if, well, I think that should be a cognitive distortion. You know, I always add that to David Burns list. Well, I mean, it's, what if, except, well, what if, I mean, yeah, I guess you could say it that way. I mean, I would say it's also, it's a, but what ifing like what is, is trying to figure something out. Right. That's like right. You're trying, yeah. Well, so David, David, if you're listening, <laughs> is he still, he's not, well, he's not. Oh <laughs> <laughs> no, no, he's around, but no, he's not listening. I don't think. If you are, yeah. if you are, I'm honored. Thank you for listening. But and there should be eleven cognitive distortions because I do think what ifing should be on there. Because okay, I, yeah. I, I honestly see that as one of the most common ones. And so for our listeners, we'll break that down. Where the worry is about the future, like what mm-hmm. if I don't make the team, or what if I screw up this talk I'm about to give to people, or mm-hmm. what if I have a panic attack on my next flight. Hmm. Totally. So it's like what what I would say is um, the distortion would be what the person what the answer to that question is, is like, I'm going to have a panic attack. Right. right? Well, the assumption. Yeah. Right? The what if is the is the you're trying to figure out if it will happen. Yeah. Right? Well, the what if is the precursor to the, to the mo- distortion to the distortion. Like it's the movie film. Like yes. so when you say what if I you know, what if I mess up the speech? I'm already seeing myself like. Um, well, which happens to me a lot of times. I see myself <laughs> having a panic attack like Dan Harrison leaving the stage in the middle of it all. Yeah, I literally then, always see that video, which I use for exposure oh. because it and Dan, thank you. I mean, 10% happier. Like this is all really good tools. And, you know, yeah. I, I'd be curious because my guess is Dan still feels nervous once in a while as he's presenting and on air. Of, of course. Well, he's a human being, right? Oh, and we right. we all, right? <laughs> all right. I forgot that word. <laughs> right. Right. We all do. No, totally. So it's like, so what, what ifing, worrying is what happens when our brains are trying to figure out yeah. what's, what's going to happen. And the problem with that is that, and, and this is really important uh, for listeners to hear, it might sound obvious, that is information we never have access to. It's imaginary information. When I say like the future is a darkness. We don't know what it is. So you can, what if till the cows come home, it's never, you can't reach your hand into the future and pull information and figure out what's You're too happen. young and work. hip to say something like that. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> you could what if until the cows come home. I feel like my grandma used to say that, but all you right. Know, you're you're gonna laugh because I'm also gonna bring up cows when talking about rumination in a moment. All right, here we go. Oh go yeah, oh yeah, yeah. But but one more thing about worry is that Sorry. to say that the more we because sometimes people will say to me, Well, I'm trying to think of all the possible outcomes. Yeah. Do people say that to you? All the time. Yeah. What do you say? What do you say to them? Well, so there's infinite amount of outcomes, which means that yeah. even all the ones that you've thought of, there's another one that you haven't thought of. There it is. That's right. So it doesn't, it doesn't do anything. You're no. not, you're not like, it's, it's fake problem solving. You're not figuring like anything that. out. Right. The only truth is that about the future is we don't know what it is. So, but that's uncomfortable as we talked about in our uncertainty. Episode. Someone said that to me today, we were talking about something and, and he was like, I don't know what the future holds for this person. I was like, well, none of us do. Yeah, right. <laughs> so I don't know what the next millisecond holds for me. It's like, I have I no idea. Yeah. I might yeah. get into my next appointment that I have right. after we're done recording, but maybe not. Maybe not. Who knows? Yeah. It's yeah. so, so knowing that and being able to label and recognize worry is helpful because you, you start to become attuned to this fact that your brain is trying to do a behavior that is it, it literally doesn't work. Right. right? Anything, mm-hmm. anything you would add Pete? No, to that no let, let, you... let's go to the rumination. And the cows. My, my I, second just, cow. I want to hear more about cows. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you you want to hear about cows. So, okay. Oh. So when I'm telling, teaching people what rumination is, so I say, ruminate that term actually comes from cows cows no, ru- does it? yeah it does yeah I didn't cows, know that. yeah cows ruminate which means to chew cud is what uh, it means and so in, yep and so, so i say because uh well i would i wish i i wish i uh found that out on my own someone taught me that once um <laughs> So rumination is chewing cud. What it is, is while worries about the future, ruminations about the past, it's going over something in your mind. If you're watching our YouTube video, you're going to see me doing this little, little hand gesture circle. Yeah. Circles and circles where you go over something in your mind over and over again. Now this is also fake problem solving, but in a different way, because oftentimes when people ruminate on things, um, it's like they're trying to figure out a different way it could have happened, right? Like they're trying to like mine for information. And the problem with rumination is number one, past is gone. So just like um, the future is a darkness, the past, we we know what it is. We have the information about what occurred, but we can't reach into the past and grab it, right? Mm-hmm. It's It's already gone. And the research is really, really, really clear that the more we ruminate, it intensifies emotion dysregulation. In fact, ruminate the, the more someone ruminates, the it's highly correlated with depressive symptoms. Mm-hmm. Nolan Hoeksema, who was no longer with us, but she was at Yale. That was wow. her, her, her research. Um, so, so that's important for people to digest. Like, so think, yeah. you know, cause as we all, as we always joke around here and when East meets West that all roads lead to mindfulness. And that's exactly why we do that. So the, because worry about the future or ruminating about the past, takes us out of the present moment. And ultimately what we're trying to do is just be as grounded as we can in this moment, which is, you know, the present moment is not always great. No. And, and you know what it's, I'm really glad that you're, you're bringing this up. And of course I knew, I knew we would get to mindfulness because that's really the, that's the, 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 the antidote here for both worry behavior and rumination behavior. Um, but what I often find though, is when I'm presenting that and I start to introduce people like, okay, we want to come back to the present. They'll say to me, well, what I'm never supposed to plan ahead or I'm never allowed to like, think about my past. Right. Mm. What do you say to patients when, when they, they bring up that? Well, it happens all the time because especially with high performers, they're like, well, but I'm, you know, I want to get a gold medal or I want to win a world championship. It's like you, you, yes, you do in this moment, you know, Mm -hmm. you set that goal in this moment. Mm -hmm. 
Well, and then how about if they say to you something along the lines of, yeah, but like, I do need to think about the future or yeah. I need to think about like the mistake that I met, m- made, excuse me, you know, yeah. in the game. Yeah. What well, you, you do that in this moment and then you let it go. I mean, you know, you're allowed to learn from mistakes and you certainly want goals towards the future, but um, I'm not, I'm not answering the question the way that you want me to. <laughs> no, no, no. Oh, it's my face. Like, no, no, I, no, I like what you're saying. <laughs> no, it's funny. No, I'm actually just processing what you're saying. No, I like what, no, I like what you're saying. Um, I, I'm just curious, I think about like, cause, cause what I, cause the yeah, what do you that, say? Like, it's happening. Well, I think what, but what I'm wondering is when you're like, that's happening in this moment, that's right. But what, but, but they're talking about letting their minds wander away from it. Oh, gen- you know, well, like, gently bring it right. back. Gently bring it back. Okay. Yeah. So I guess like what I find or, you know, what I, what I'm thinking about is that because people, it's like they, it's like they, I think sometimes want the answer for me to be like, how do I stay in the present moment all the time? And I'll say like, look, we, we do have human brains, right? right. Like, like I'm not saying don't plan or don't think about the future or don't reflect. In fact, that can be helpful, Yes. right? It's just recognizing it doesn't exist at the same time. Like it's not happening. So, right. you know, even in therapy, right. I say like, look, we play Monday morning quarterback all the time. There's a sports metaphor for you. Sports, <laughs> sports psychologist. You could play Monday morning <laughs> yeah. quarterback until the cows come home and you still won't know what to do with the present moment. I, I, I'm just filled with trite phrases today. I don't know why, I don't know what's gotten into me, but um, <laughs> so, yeah. So, but, but that's what we're doing in therapy a lot of yes. times, right? Like we're talking about things that happened and yeah. I'll say like, there's benefit to that, but that's not the same thing as ruminating on it, no. right? Like reflecting is not rumination. Like reflecting is also recognizing it has happened, right? Planning for the future, like planning how I'm going to get to work. It doesn't mean I know what's going to happen. I might have a plan and then there's like an accident and there's traffic or whatever, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, and and I just wanted to throw in before we end, like just thinking about, you know, Buddhism in here, like that really the stuff, like that suffering is, is the natural order of, of, of being, uh, and, and in Buddhism, they, they kind of think of worry or like rumination is about being restless. Um, and it's mm. like, um, the fourth of five hindrances because they, the focus, like the goal within any kind of Buddhist meditative practice is the focus. Uh, and so mm-hmm. if I'm restless, I can't be focused. Uh, and so it's a hindrance that's really accepted as a, as a common suffering aspect, um, and so really like, that's where you come back to, um, like understanding. And one of the words that they use is like kukuka, uh, which is mm. that, that is worry. Um, and, oh, and, interesting. Yeah. And so thinking about like ways in which, and, and again, I think the way that they would teach then, because if you look up this stuff and any listeners or every article you read is going to be like, how do I get rid of worry? Or how do I get rid of right, rumination? Right. We're actually going to say like, don't. don't. Yeah, right. you can't. You just, you you focus and you just focus on the present moment. Yeah, that's, um, of course, I always love when you bring in the the, the Buddhist stuff here. Um, yeah, that's really lovely because basically what you're saying is we have to start by accepting like this is what our brains do, right? Like this is like, we're not like the the work that we do as psychologists and and also um, the work that uh, is is practice in Buddhism isn't saying get a new brain, (laughs) right? But you're right. Like that's often how it's sold. Like we're going to get rid of it. It's like, no, we're trying to interact with it in a different way and have the option to come back. Uh, So, you know, thank you for sharing that. Well, but can you you get rid of my brain? I I don't want to. I, okay, I love your brain. You. I don't want to. I love your okay. brain too. Oh, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I, I actually do love all brains. I just, I <laughs> they just, they just, you know, we give them way too much credit. That's it. So, yeah. So, you know, for listeners, 
see if you can begin to observe and label when you're engaging in worry behavior about the future or when you're engaging in rumination behavior about the past and see if you can pause and acknowledge it's fake problem solving. It's not getting you anywhere and decide instead to mindfully come back to the moment that you're in. This has been When East Meets West. I'm Dr. Nikki Rubin. And I'm Dr. Pete Economo. Be present, be brave. This has been When East Meets West. All material is based on opinion and educational training of Drs. Pete Economo and Nikki Rubin. Content is for informational and educational purposes only.